Spurs and Culture Podcast. I'm Rosa and I'm delighted to be joined by Ash, Lauren and Sam as we react to the news that we have to play Manchester City for the 50th time this season because of course Spurs women just drew them in the FA Cup as our quarterfinal opponents. Um, May I have a quick reaction from everyone to this quite horrific news? Lauren, you first. Um, I swore at my TV. Um, <laughs> then swore. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, I can't believe it. I sat through the whole bloody one show as well, just to wait for the draw. Um, to get that again, um, just annoying. Um, I hope we score this time. <laughs> but yeah, I know, like. Because yeah. I'd forgotten that we actually haven't even managed to like lay a, a glove on them basically at all in three games. Yeah, so it's been two league games with a nine nil aggregate. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? And then one nil. Yeah, in the Conti Cup quarter final. Yeah, yeah. so really, yeah, yeah, ten, so- ten goals against none for. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. It's not great, but it's been getting incrementally better as we have been discussing. I'm like, where are they doing these draws? In hell? This is completely unnecessary. Um, Sam, what's your feeling? Uh, It feels a little bit like the NBA at the moment, like, you know, playoffs, game six. Um, (laughs) Oh, the reason I can't get into basketball, they all play each other too many times. Well, this is what I mean. I just feel like we played them a thousand times, like you said, and... um, yeah, my instant response was using that sort of cat Vietnam War gif where it's just flashing <laughs> back to PTSD vibes. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Kind of just yeah. bored by that fixture now. Just like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I wanna feel like I've got some bravado about it. Like, well, because like, last time I was like, we'll get them next time. Um, I don't, I don't really feel like that's going to happen. Ash, do you have anything positive to offer us? Is it just more of the no. same? I'm sick of, yeah, right. No, I'm just bored <laughs> of it. And I, I thought it was a joke when it went in the um, hometown glory um, message group earlier. I was like, cool, yeah, we're here, we're here again. So here we fucking it. go. Yeah. yeah. The worst thing about it, we were the first ball to come out as well. Oh, I'm thinking, we oh, like, surely it's, surely it's not going to be see. Um, and lo and behold, yeah, someone's taking the piss out of us at yeah. the FA. And whatever we did, maybe it was uh, Ros's hand of God goal, but whoever we pissed off, we apologise. And from next season onwards, please stop drawing us against Just them. let us live in peace. That's yeah. Honestly, at this point, it's all we ask. Um, yep, yeah, it is. So it'll be the weekend of the 10th of March. So potentially a nice crossover event with uh, Mother's Day. So fun for everyone. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we move. Because elsewhere, the football gods are looking slightly more kindly on us as we welcome back all of our players, last minute winners and crucially vibes with the weekend win over Brighton. Let's get into it. Um, I was there because Lauren gave me her ticket 
for which I, I have so, I offered so many thanks and blessings to you, my dear friend. Um, I sat with your friend, Finley, and we had a great, albeit incredibly stressful time. I don't know how Sam and Ash felt about it. Ash, you were sitting like quite near me because I was, it was, I was having my first adventure in the North Stand. I enjoyed it, ma'am. Yeah, I like it. I like being near the away fans as like a bit of a vibe. Um, I didn't think that would be. I thought I'd find it really stressful, but actually it wasn't at all. And I don't know whether that's just because Brighton are just like not a stressy fan fan base. Like they had like two chants. Yeah, I I don't know. I've like, I've never sort of had a season ticket in a way like the away end before. And um, yeah, even like against West Ham and stuff like that and Chelsea, it's like, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Chill. That's quite good yeah. to know. It gave me, yeah. it just sort of chilled me out. It, it's almost like a thing where I normally sit, just like, which isn't that far away from there, which is in the um, West Upper, but it almost feels like it's more stressy. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, Maybe yeah. it kind of ca- the noise carries over. Well, you're right there. You're like, oh, it's just these guys. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I definitely like feel that when I've like sat at opposite ends of the grounds and like the other team score and you sort of like wait that half a second for the noise mm. to reach you and you're just like, oh my God. But when you're like near them, we're just like, yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. It's fine. So yeah, pro tips to the away fans. Yeah, I liked it. Um, Sam, you were opposite us as ever with the mental south stand limbs. Yeah, um, it was pretty stressful to be honest. Most of the game, <laughs> I think, like, yeah, lots of frustration from all twenty thousand of us in that stand. Um, and understandably so, like it was, um, I guess there was so much like excitement during the week, um, myself included to, <laughs> to get swept up by having our whole team back. You never. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I should have maybe been a little bit more realistic with, you know, my expectations of, of how a team coming back from international tournaments and, Injuries we're going to play, but um, I love to get carried away um, and I might do it again in the near future. So, um, Literally Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm blaming that for, for the frustration. But um, yeah, it was in the end, everything worked out. So it's, it's fine. But um, some, some pretty frustrating opening sort of at least the first 45 minutes until we came out in the second half. Yeah. What do you think happened to us, Lauren, in the beginning? Like from my perspective, I actually don't think it was the whole first half. I would say the first like 20, 25 minutes were exceedingly ropey. Yeah, I think I think we just started badly. And I think when your intensity is not where it needs to be, it almost kind of sets the tone, um, I guess, for how we were going to play the game. I think we had, we got ourselves going but equally, I think we've been really, I think we've, as fans, we've had the luxury of knowing that our team's going to make a fast start for the first, like, majority of the season. So I think when, and then you're like, what is this? And then I think all of the excitement about, like, having the full squad back, getting the good midfield options, um, you know, people to come off the bench. And then you're like, oh, this is what, this is what I prepared myself for. So I think probably all of that happening at the same time actually probably also made it seem like the start was even worse than it was just because our expectations were so high. Um, but yeah, I just think we, we just, I think the system that we play, you have to move the ball quickly. And then if you don't do that, 
you, you, you know, and and to be fair, Brighton are like they're a good team, so it's not as if you know we weren't playing Sheffield. Um, so I, you know we needed to to, to raise the level. Um, to, so then it just took us a while to to start doing that. Yeah, and one of those players who I think was the sort of flashpoint for that was Bentoncourt. I'm going to go to you, Ash, because I know before the game you were like, this is an unpopular opinion, but I would start with Zuma. And it was a very unpopular opinion with me. <laughs> but do you feel like you were right to to make that call? I don't know. It's, it's weird because he, he obviously, like, the mistake for the goal was his. But yeah, not great, not he great. He kind of grew into the game, like, got into the game and then was, like, immediately substituted off. As was Kulisevsky. Yeah, that's sort of the story I, I, of the game. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, it's weird that like, the actual subs killed us and killed the momentum that we had. But um, obviously, I'm not giving up on him. I just think like it's going to take him a minute to like really adjust. And I really did like uh, Basuma's like cameo. I thought he did really, really well. And like, I think like uh, Lauren's point is a good one in that like, we just decided to move the ball quicker. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was hard for Benton Court and for Madison because they were essentially just like followed all over the pitch and man yeah. Um And we haven't seen that before. And it was like a really effective tactic. And yeah, I just thought like probably Gilmore was maybe the best player on the pitch. Um, so yeah, the midfield battle was just difficult. Um, but I still love Benton Court, obviously. He's brilliant. Good. There. Good. And Sam, because I know in the group you were after about half an hour, you were like, get him off. And I was like, I'm not responding. <laughs> yeah. No, I I just had seen enough at that point. I think like the goal, um, I know Ange would would take that, you know, on on his head opposed to pointing fingers at Basuma unlike previous managers, which we won't name. Um, but yeah, it was it for me, it just was so clearly not going to be his night early doors and and we were like really struggling we were under the cosh and for the first time in forever we had the luxury of you know having Basuma back I thought 45 minutes might be a good chance for him to come on second half and do something but yeah I think I agree with you I think he played him played his way out of um a tricky start and and ended up putting in a really good shift and and then, yeah I was really happy with what I saw from Basuma so um the best of both worlds in the end, right? Saw 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 promising things from from both of them, but I just think maybe Benton Kerr needs a little rest. Um, he's put in a lot of minutes when he probably wasn't ready to to play those minutes since he's been back. He did play a really crucial role in the goal because he like Thank he you. sort of won the ball, lost the ball, won the ball again, and um, <laughs> delivered a key pass. So yeah, we shouldn't be too harsh on him. I think like just in the heat of battle. We lost our heads. Sure. Gonna, and that's yeah. what I can say. And not the team, <laughs> us. No, yeah, just, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I was about to <laughs> I need to clarify that I am, I am Benton Co's biggest fan. I'm, I, I'm not saying get him out of the team, sell him like some mad stuff that you see online. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I literally just, have seen that. Yeah, like, that, that yes. is really odd. Like, I was also like, just get him off the pitch. But, but that came from a place of love him, but your legs are just not there. So, yeah. like, place where you want to protect him but some people are like he should be sold and it's like haven't we not been waiting like a year for this guy to come back and now we're like you know he's just clearly um his fitness levels are not there right now but we know what he can do when he's fully fit so I think 
we now have the luxury, I think, of rotating. But I actually think it's very difficult, I think, for us to play where I would say midfield, we've got the most depth, but we also have varying levels of fitness in that position. And, I, you know, we just need everybody to kind of get up to speed. But um, yeah, like he's, a, he's a fantastic player. So we just have to be patient with him. He's earned that respect. Um, yeah, and that movement... Well, that bit leading up to our first goal was a classic bit of Bentoncourt, actually, mm. I think, of, of doing some magnificent work and then kind of having to clear clean up after himself as well and then still making something happen. Um, one player, actually, who does whose fitness we don't seem to need to worry about, who came back in, was magnificent, was Saar. What a yeah, glorious day excellent. to see him. He was excellent. And I think we were speaking about it uh, just before the game. Um, how important he is and he sort of just makes the whole thing work um, and yeah scored a, a great goal like amazing run and I don't think any of the other midfielders would have made that run no. um, so he's just he's so important and yeah it's weird how young he is and uh, yeah he's only going to get better it's he's incredible player incredible incredible I love because I honestly was a bit worried for all of us because I feel like we've been bigging him up so much we've been like oh he's actually key to the system um when he's back everything's gonna he's gonna make all of the other players look better we need him to kind of cover the defense but he actually did do all of that right Sam he was phenomenal um and yeah he was probably my man of the match I think I was asked after the game who I thought yeah player of the match was and kind of hard who would like really, really stick out. I don't think there was any like, um, yeah, 10 out of 10 performances out there. But yeah, for me, yeah, straight back into the side and his goal was so well taken. Like the the reaction and then off of his left foot to be able to just tuck that away like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more in football that I love than see a player jump over the barriers <laughs> and celebrate with the fans knowing that they're going to get booked for it but do it anyway. Um, Did he get booked for it? Yeah. yeah. Did he? <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Because if I was a player, that's 100%. Yeah, man. You'd have been awesome. sent off. They'd be yeah. like, if, yeah, if they got yeah. like the Simbin cars, that'd be you every single game. Yeah. Just double yellow um, for taking your shirt off and then celebrating in the fans. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, man. That's just one of those <laughs> weird things about football. I'm like, why are you killing the joy? Um. Lauren, talk to me about Kulisevsky because it was one of those weird, he was another one of those weird players where he started poorly and then, well, actually not, did he start poorly in that game? I feel like he didn't. How do you feel about him? I think he set himself a really high standard um, and what we've seen over the last few games is he's just not quite there. But like, so I think he, he, didn't have the best start, but I think we're talking about Sars' goal, but that vision um, for Kulisewski to actually see him um, and then actually execute the pass is is the reason why um, we have to just keep the faith um, in him as well, because yeah, he's got he's he's up there with like most open play chances created in Europe's top five leagues. I don't think he's is he yeah That's he, a bad he, he, like like genuinely that like, he may not oh, be. With goals and assists, but he's actually 
actually a really like important creative outlet in our team. Um, and I actually, I think if Brennan is playing on that side, Brennan can't execute that pass at this moment in time. Um, so I don't think we score that goal if um, if Kulisewski wasn't playing. So um, yeah, I want him to get better, but you know, at the end of the day, he, um, we don't get back into the game without him. So unlucky to be subbed actually, because it, it looked like he was finally starting to to win his battle on the right hand side, but. Yeah, we have we have depth off the bench, so Andrew is going to use it. Yeah, he suddenly looked like he had the yeah he was kind of running things, and then he got taken off. Let's talk about the subs then, because if you kind of looked at it without actually having watched the game, you would be like, okay, that makes sense. Like Kulusevski um comes off, and Sonny and Brennan come on, and and they're instrumental in the winner. That's not actually how it felt did it at no, the time. I think like the first 30 minutes were like pretty bad and then we sort of got a foothold in the game um and then we when we the next 30 minutes were really good and then the three subs came on and sort of like killed all momentum and then it took us ages to get back in the game but then the subs all connected for the goal so Ange is right again and mm-hmm. we're idiots and don't know what we're talking about because in the week after his comments saying, you know, like Everton had scored the late goal and I was like, oh God, we need to like manage the game. And he was like, look, we're going to just play our football until like the bitter end. And I was like, that's mental. Um, but very <laughs> I mean, stars. it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we did that and scored a winner in the last minute and I like injured my leg celebrating. So yeah, he's right. Yeah, so is we, your leg okay? Just, I nearly uh, lost, like, I, like everything nearly fell out of my pockets. It's honestly not okay. It really hurts. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll recover for Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, basically what happened was we completely, it was very much the sort of opposite of game management in that we just absolutely ceded control, basically with taking off Benton and Kulisevsky. Yeah, it's weird because I was actually like, I was calling for that triple sub at half time, and oh, then right. it kind of happened. But to be, I, I do think that the subs were being prepared before the goal had actually gone in, but I think he just uh, carried on and made them. And then it was like, oh, these are not working. Um, but I do think if, if we hadn't made those subs, Werner doesn't make that pass because that's a world class pass by Sonny. Mm-hmm. And I also think if Brennan had played the whole game, he wouldn't have had the legs to be there on on the back post. So I do think in the end, those subs made sense. Um, And also I think the Sumer driving through the middle and making, you know, because Brighton were going man to man. um, It worked out in the end. But equally, I think if we hadn't scored the goal, we'd be sat here being like, oh, the subs were rubbish. (laughs) Just like against Everton. It's one of those things, but it's worked. So uh, thank you, Ange, again. It was so close, wasn't it? I don't know. Like, Sam, how did you feel? Because obviously, you know, me and Ash are at the other end of the pitch, right? And like I, you know, looking back, like now I can say, oh, I had a feeling. I did have a sort of, you know, that chance that Brighton missed, like really close to the end where it was just like a centimetre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's our luck. So either we take this luck or it's a warning sign and we're fucked. And then I just sort of was like, what if, you know, what if the 
the vibes are back. The last minute winners are back. Um, you know, now I can say like, obviously I had a feeling and I was totally right, but I don't know. But what I want to ask you, Sam, is when that was all happening and coming towards you, how were you feeling in that moment? Were you like, this is happening. Oh my God, we're going to do it. Uh, yeah, I th- like pretty much. But <clears throat> I think it was telling that the game was just never going to be a draw. Um, we're either going to win or lose it. And I felt like we would more likely to to win it um just because of the subs and yeah sort of it it felt like it was starting to come towards the end you know uh, we had the momentum and um it was just those couple of half chances um yeah it was it was pretty thrilling it was it was handful right <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what what it says on the tin and yeah I'm I was just buzzing when um when that ball was played through to Son because you, you could you could see the move like play out before it happened, right? Like the way that the players were running into the area. Um it's pretty unreal to uh, to see it all unfold. Um and then yeah, as soon as, as soon as Sonny was shaping up to to play the ball in, yeah, you knew it was a goal. Um love it. Absolutely love it. Did it was... you? Because I was slightly like, I feel listen, I've I'm a big Brennan believer but i almost feel like it came very close to going over the bar did you in his interview as well he was like yeah i was pretty nervous (laughs) (laughs) i love how honest he is man i'm so here for that it's so cute let's talk about sunny as well man because the fucking buzz that went around the ground when he came on or even before he came on when we all saw him like ready to go was unreal and i almost feel like that I can't. I feel like somebody else has said this that that actually played a part in us scoring the equaliser. Yeah, it was definitely a big. I mean, I haven't heard a like reception like that for a while. For a mm. while, I can't, I'm trying, trying to think back to like other players like returning for injury or anything like that. And I can't Benton remember Kirk, the guy that we were slagging off earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, at home I can't remember one, and yeah, it was incredible and. Yes, yeah, it's odd. I I think it did play a part like massively, and like he just him sort of like jeering up the crowd as he like ran on was like huge. And then I felt for Brennan because like he got announced next, and it was just like, uh, who's this uh, guy? <laughs> yeah, like, oh poor Brennan. Um, but yeah, it was massive having him back, and yeah, we're gonna need him because it's uh, it's tight up there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna be scary. Listen, we're looking up. We're not looking down. We're not going to worry about um, anything else that happened. The only other little subplot of the game was what is going to happen with Vic. And now apparently we've sent our letter to PGMOL asking for clarification, which I like because it's not a mental way of doing doing it. We haven't released a statement. Lauren, were you happy, not happy with the situation? Um. I would like to say thank you to Mario Dimac for <laughs> um, understanding that we needed to put a player there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Madders did that job. Unfortunately, it just meant that Brighton then tried to shop another player um, as well to try and push him. I think at the end of the day, like he's a, he is being fouled um, and we have, for some reason, you know, it's you know, the refs just don't care. Um, but I think we are where we are. So I think we just have to keep preparing um, for it in terms of they're not going to give it. So, you know, whoever's playing that role, we have to keep somebody there um, to stand in front of him. 
Um, and hopefully it starts happening to other teams and then maybe people will take it a bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it happen to other teams? I don't I feel like I don't watch enough like other football to know. But... I feel like Alison, Edison, like these lot, they get protective. That, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if that's happening to, to them, they get called as fouls. So, um, yeah, we are where we are. Yeah. Okay, that was absolutely hilarious, man. The stuff that I've seen of just that, yeah, like Madders is doing like the job he's been given. And then there's just some other Brighton chump who's just being like, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to literally push Vic into the back of the net. Allegedly, that one is actually called as a foul. So I'm not convinced on the video evidence, but whatever. I'll rest my uh, tinfoil hat for now. Right, before we move on to the next game, I want to open this up to everybody everybody's agendas whatever a bit of propaganda you would like to give me this week anything you want you really want to get off your chest there's been some weird stuff in the spurs verse this week um so now is your chance to address it sam you first oh yeah so like most weeks on hometown glory i'll I'll point the finger at uh koi's twitter Mm -hmm. um they deserve it yeah, um, I don't get why all of a sudden Brighton are now perceived to be some newly promoted mugs um, from League Two. These guys literally smashed the Prem up on a shoestring budget. Um, I was just looking at on on uh, FB Ref, like the stats nerd website, um, and yeah, they they basically passed the ball better than anyone except Liverpool. Um, they they hold better possession than any team in the Premier League, um, and yeah, defensively that they were they were sound. They had Matoma back as well, who is you know probably what a player man the best winger in in the Premier League on his day. And um, yeah, I I just don't understand. You know, like, the expectations are so so high on this team that's apparently in a rebuild, um, and I'm talking about Tottenham. Um and yeah, it just just sort of blows my head off. What I don't know every every week I just see some mad take on whoever we're playing and why we should be flogging them six nil. Um, and I do think that you know what that lot rot that lot down the road do has a big effect on everyone's mental health. But like sometimes you just got to like crack on with it and take each game as it comes. Have a look at the bigger picture. See the I guess the general trend on what we're doing here, and it's good. Um, and it's it's only going to get better with a bit more time and and the players, yeah, coming back from injury and international tournaments, actually not fatigued and um, having more minutes under the belt together. So um, basically, everyone chill out, like stop trying to have the the hot take of the week um, for a few clicks and enjoy the football, man. Very powerful, Sam. Literally no one is going to listen to that. No. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. I think I thought Brian was so good, man. Like a lot of the time I don't really pay attention to what the other team is doing because I get so sort of frazzled and focused on what we are or or we aren't doing. Um, But I thought they were excellent, man. Like those that those passing stats like they don't surprise me they were so good they were so quick they were slick Matoma like his control the amount of times he just like plucked a ball out of the air and just controlled it like that incredible yeah like I felt very envious um so I think we were 
like that's a properly good win that's a good win and even if it felt really chaotic at the time it actually probably was a quite well managed win in the end overall so I feel really pleased so yes I agree with your agenda um but yeah it'll never catch on basically never um Ash how about you um I'm on the still on the Brennan train um he was absolutely dreadful um all game um but still managed to score a winner and I think he's the stats are like 18 games played three goals four assists and it's not bad that's like, pretty good man you know I think like he has played badly um he doesn't seem to ever track back um it's very weird um but I just think he'll come good and he'll be like a big player um and we'll probably just see that next season um I think he's either matched or like outperformed like Son's uh performance in the first season um that he had so yeah I think we've just got to be patient with these players um in their first season it's like a big step up from Forrest um and yeah I just want to see like more support for him because the weeks like leading up to like the last few games, he's took a lot of abuse again on Twitter and elsewhere. Um, you know, he deactivated the comments on like his accounts and yeah, it's never nice to see. So um, yeah, just more support for Brennan really. Very nice. Do you, I fully agree with you obviously, but, but do you feel like, does your faith in him just come from the fact that, you know, you want him to succeed or do you feel like there's definitely more levels that he can go through like based on what you've seen? I definitely think he can go up a level, but mm -hmm. I'm also just have blind faith in like players yeah, that man. people hate. Um, yeah. Like Richarlison. Uh, listen, I'm with you. Yeah, Richarlison was my guy, and now he's like the most informed striker in the league. So, um, yeah, I just want to do it. And I told you so. In yes. Like I have a question for, for you. Do, do you see that like Richarlison has graduated like your school? And now yeah, that's done like, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got, like, Everyone gets neck. it now. Whenever I like I'm that. Like, we yeah. let them go. Yeah. 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 Right. He's done. He Proud need parents. <laughs> Fly the nest, Richie. Yeah. I also thought he was quite, Richie was quite unfairly maligned at times on Saturday because I think we weren't moving the ball quickly enough. So he was having to take like two or three extra touches before he could get a shot away. And like, I don't think that was his fault. Yeah. My thing with like Richarlison, even when he was like playing poorly, was that he always worked hard. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like the like, bare minimum you can ask for and I think that's if I was going to criticize like Brennan is that like at times I don't think he's like working hard enough mm -hmm. for the rest of the team so yeah I'd like to see like the work rate go up um, but I've been very critical of like Son in the past for that and now he's like the leader in every aspect so yeah you were very, you were very much like the king of old Sonny's back pretending to press again <laughs> yes yeah I, I didn't want him to be captain so I just he's mugged me off completely mm -hmm. so yeah Listen, we all make mistakes. Lauren, what is your agenda item this week? Um, mine is, please can our forwards start shooting at the goal more often than they Impossible. are. Impossible. They're not going to do it. That's <laughs> my, my biggest gripe. Like, I know we all love the football, but we don't need to walk the ball into the net. Like, yes, the perfect goals are great, but I'll do deal with the scrappy ones. And I just think if you're playing in one of those forward positions... I, I expect you to get more shots on goal. Sonny is one of the most clinical finishers in the world, but you can only become a clinical finisher if you shoot at the goal. 
Um, so yeah, it's just a bit frustrating sometimes watching us and it's like, you know, trying to play the extra pass and then everything breaks down. So I just think we've actually got players with like either a decent left foot, decent right foot or both. So use them, please. Um, so yeah, that's my agenda item for the week. Again, I love what these are just like. These are less like agenda items now. They're just wish lists, aren't they? Things we're just <laughs> never going to have. Um, relevant to yours, actually, is mine. Do you think? Do you think Timo Werner could should be one of those players who shoots or not based on historical evidence? <laughs> yeah, I've actually been. I was I was very much raised to if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So a lot of the time when I'm on and you guys are talking about Werner. I just don't say anything mm -hmm. um, because I know. Okay, I'm going to mute you now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what player we have seen in the Premier League and I think fits the system really well. We'll get in the right positions um, and he will miss. And is he's, for me, he's just one of those players that when I see him like running for on goal, I don't get excited because I'm not expecting him to score. And that's, that's where I am with him. But... You know, as with all of our players, there's room for improvement. But, um, you know, I think we've seen online that we are apparently looking for our Sony replacement, X, Y and Z. You know, those are that left hand side. We've seen near enough perfection. Um, and yeah, he just doesn't look like the guy to me. But, you know, go Timo. Woo. Go Timo. Thank you very much for those for those uh, kind-ish words. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It was a bad day. It was another bad day for my Timo agenda. Um, I don't think he was at his best. I think he's been, yeah, I think he's played much better than that for us. Although he did still at least have like one good moment. I'm not really sure how that shot gave us a corner because I honestly thought it had just like dribbled past the post, but allegedly took a touch on the way there. Um, I think that he can still do really good, if not necessarily great things for us. I personally do find him very exciting to watch because I like a player that just kind of bombs forward with that speed. And I think that when he kind of remembers he's got the speed and the skill to take a fullback on, he's great. I think it just wasn't really happening for him on Saturday but again he's another player that I really don't feel like you can doubt his work rate and I think he actually did pretty well when he did try to cut in as well which I know is something that the rest of you want to see more of so I offer that to you all in support of my agenda knowing that that wasn't the best game to base it on so you can't have everything um let's look forward to Wolves I feel like wildly confident about this one suddenly just literally based on Saturday's vibes uh, Sam I'm going to go to you because I assume you are too always mm -hmm. uh, yeah I think like I a little bit of PTSD from earlier this season when I made the trip up to Wolverhampton um, for that glorious 12.30 kickoff with the sun burning the retinas out of my eyes um and we lost. We, so we went one nil up didn't we with a yeah, was it a kulu goal yeah i thought it was gonna be great goal. yeah um and yeah then we proceeded to play the worst game i think we've had all season mm -hmm. um with uh eric dyer and ben davis at the back um so a little bit 
you know, like they're not a bad side. Neto is back now. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good manager as well. Forgot, forgotten his name off the top of my head. Um, but I, I like him. I think he's he's doing a good thing there, overachieving with um, with the squad that he's got. Um, I don't think it'll be dead easy. I don't think any of these three games that we should be winning um, up next are going to be walks in the park. But I do think we'll win. Um, it'd be nice to see us, you know, see a side off with without the drama just for once. <laughs> Yeah, you and you and Mazzers, as he said in his post-match interview, he was like, I'm dying for a, just a nice, relaxing 3-0 win. Like, will never happen. Yeah, I'm quite, like, I I like him as well. And they always seem to sort of react to the teams that they're playing against. So he's obviously a very smart manager and it definitely won't be easy. But you'd have to think, like, literally the last time we played them, we again had lost everybody and we just lost to Chelsea. And we were yeah. a rabble, basically. Like three, three days later or something yeah. crazy as well. So we were, that was us at our worst. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, hopefully we're, we're improved with the full squad and at home for a Another 3 p.m. Fucking hell. Like, honestly, it's a luxury. What a joy. I, I am the biggest 3 p.m. advocate in world football, I think. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely love it. You know, it's not too early. It's not too late. The night is still young. If all goes well, um, I think yeah. you have time before to meet up, and then time after if it's oh, nice. Mate. I know it's a joy. It's such a joy. It's all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, and that's what we had last weekend. It was so delightful. Ash, how are you feeling about it? I haven't thought about it until this very podcast. Um, okay, but I checked. So you're and, feeling very um, chill, essentially. Yeah, but I checked, and I think. I don't know if they're going to be out, but Hwang and Kunya were both injured or went Ooh, off injured okay. on the weekend. So, um, yeah, if we're going to, if listen, if we're going to finish top four, we have to win. Um, and I think, yeah, we have to be positive. I think like the players are back now. They're like getting up to speed. Hopefully you see like Son from the start as well. So, yeah, like hopefully we can just nice, like Madison said, nice, easy 3-0. Uh, victory it'd be yeah. nice that'd be oh, I just imagine it man I was just, like I was talking to my dad about this earlier and he was just like do you know because he was there as well and he was like I'm too old for this Rosa I'm just too old and he's like when was like we just haven't it's just been a struggle against basically every team this season like not even a struggle not necessarily a struggle but it's just it's been pretty close it's drama it's drama every it's drama every, every day but... like basically except for Newcastle That's and Andrew, Burnley I know at home Fulham at home, it was was a pretty mellow 2-0 win as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because even something like Palace away, where we were just really chill. Until... We had the family 5-2 win, which was hilarious. But yeah. like, at no point was I stressed, even though we went 1-0 down. Um, I have to say I was very stressed in the Palace game. Because yeah. it was to like go top of the league. And like I just thought for ages we wouldn't score. The way we did score, and then we scored the best goal we've scored all season in the second half, in my opinion. Oh, which one was that? Uh, uh, Brennan, Brennan Header. Brennan headed it on, and then who at the back post? I can't remember. Uh, who was it? Was it Son? This feels like a completely different season to me. I don't Do you know. know. What we'll we'll mean, figure this like, out after, but season. I can't remember yeah. who scored. But it was a we'll great all, goal. We'll all look it up again, actually. Yeah, it was. that was a good day. It's just... 
Do you know what? The season is so weird now. I feel like my my hope is that we'll have had those lovely first three months and then that sort of weird blob in the middle and then we'll be able to finish with the last three months like as we began. That would be so fucking good. Lauren, how are you feeling about Wolves? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if Cunha's fit, but I, I, there aren't many strikers in the league that I think Van der Ven and Romero can't deal with, to be honest. Um, and I think their main threat is Neto, but I'm kind of happy that Poro had to play against Matoma because if there's he's the, for me he's the best dribbler in the league. Um, so at least he's prepared and prepped for if he has to come up against Neto. But yeah, I I too would just like to I don't know. I feel like you've won the game by halftime for once to be honest because it's so it's it's stressful. Imagine that man. Imagine that. Yeah, like. To be fair, like I like I'm here for the three PM kickoffs, but when you're not actually there, and then you've got the blackout, and you're trying to you know find ways to watch, or you're dealing with um, like Sky Sports News and trying to watch like their updates, um, it is stressful. Even though this week though they gave Paul Merce in the game, and he was really happy up until the last minute equaliser. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. That was that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know just a comfortable win I think where the result matches the performance but hopefully we you know a week on the training ground I think Andrew's very much like we will work and correct what went wrong in the first half so hopefully we just kind of fly out the traps um and I feel like the reverse fixture in the Wolves game was just because of the calamity that yeah happened against Chelsea and you know, let me just touch on which before I say it. I don't right, that's not gonna happen again. Fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we should we should be fine, but yeah, a comfortable win, please. Yeah, so. quickly everyone make an offering to the gods of your choice. So now that Lawrence just said that's not gonna happen again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's terrified me more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna see a team not turn up like West Ham at the weekend. Oh, but if that is West Ham, that that'd us. be so good, though. Yeah, you know, the team just did, like not just had the yeah, worst just not up for season against us, and just not yeah. be up at all. Love to see it. Wolves, don't come on, come on, Wolves. Come on, you don't really care, surely. Come yeah, on. that'd be so nice. I would prefer it if a team wasn't going to show up. I would really love it if it was West Ham. That'd be so good. I mean, they won't obviously. Like they would, they never do that wild. against us. Yeah, exactly. But I you know, I can't remember who it was. I think it was a commentary um, for the West Ham game. Is that West Ham should have pretended that Arsenal and Spurs get? So maybe they <laughs> see. Uh, they know why are we. The... Anyway, whatever. Yeah, We've gone over yeah. this. I just bang my head against the wall just thinking about like why we are their main rivals and they don't care about Arsenal. But at least it is now like acknowledged in the wider world. Freaking nonsense that it is. Okay, let's have some predictions. Lauren, you go first. Oh, well, my prediction for Brighton was wildly out. So I'm going to Very it. much so, yeah. yeah. I'll tame it a little bit by one and go <laughs> three months first. Okay. Sam. 4 0 Tottenham. All right. God, that'd be so nice. Ash. I'm going to say 2 1 Tottenham. Repeat of. Repeat of this weekend without the last minute winner and leg injury. I am going to say 2 0. Yeah. But yeah, any, yeah. Wins. it would okay. be lovely. Um, it would it would really be nice. A, a, a clean, clean sheet. Yeah. I feel like we should, I feel like Vic deserves one. Mm. 
just at some point. That'd be nice for him, wouldn't it? Just like he made a magnificent save in like the first minute, didn't he? Yeah, like, I feel like he, he like he makes these monster saves, and it's just some calamity mistake from us that he yeah. ends up his clean sheets. So it would be nice if we could just cut that out. Um, it's never him. I swear to God, it's never like I don't. Like I've said this now, but I don't think I can't think of like a goal where he like specifically was culpable and it wasn't like a weird team effort. Am I wrong? It's worth I mentioning that I'm currently looking for a friend uh, who will shake me like Vicario shakes Romero when we win a game of football. Yes, uh, man. Yes. I'd do anything for that. That is that is some intense celebrating. <laughs> Did everybody see Vic's knee slide when we scored the winner as well? <laughs> He's so funny, man. <laughs> He's the absolute best, man. He is us. I'm just going to show you guys. Obviously, no one else will be able to see this because, but um, this is one of Oliver's birthday cards that I got him, which is Vic celebrating. I believe that's the Liverpool game. That's the Liverpool game. Yeah, yeah. man. Magic. Like, I just want to treasure that moment forever. Um, lovely stuff. Let's move on to the women. Lauren, you went to our game, didn't you? It was our FA Cup. What round was it? We're going into quarterfinals. I can't remember how many rounds the FA Cup. Yeah, if rounds. If rounds, something like that. Yeah, against Charlton. And we won 1-0. But judging by your reports, we should have been about 3-0 up by halftime. Yeah. Um, we missed a couple of chances like early on, like first 10 minutes. And I feel like when you play... Uh, a team from, you know, lower down league. When you don't take those early chances, then you just turn it into one of those awkward cup ties mm -hmm. where they get a bit of confidence and they're like, oh, actually, we're hanging in the game. So it just felt like, like that. Um, I think it would. Did been they look good or were we just quite sloppy? Um, we were sloppy. They weren't like in terms of like. I mean, defensively, they did. They did all right, but in terms of like on the ball. They weren't very good. Like, you know, we didn't def Molly and um, wasn't, you know, particularly troubled. And Luana got a first start. You know, things was comfortable defensively. But yeah, going forwards, it was just kind of um, sloppy in possession, couldn't find the final pull. And then, you know, on the occasional few chances that we did create, um, we just missed. Um, so, like, Beth missed a sitter she hit the crossbar I think that was second half but yeah it was just kind of like one of those games where you're like oh god are we gonna end up going to extra time here or are they gonna on their one lucky counter-attack score um but yeah Kit Graham um against her old club I mean she grew up in the academy there I think she was there like 14 15. oh did she oh rough for them but good for us sorry Charlton yeah, really, yeah kind of happy for her um and <laughs> it, for me, it, it suited my agenda of why we should not be playing uh, Beth or Martha as a 10. Um, oh, okay. So, but they didn't, so we started with Beth up top, right? And But not Martha. No, Martha was on the bench mm -hmm. um, and Shuang was, she started kind of in the 10. It was very similar, to be honest, the first half was very similar to the City game where we were just loose on the ball, trying to do the same things. Patterns of play weren't really um, there, but like defensively, we weren't troubled because we were playing Charlton. And then um, kind of 
eventually Martha came on. But it was weird, actually, because they weren't... I think Martha was playing higher up than we thought she would, maybe. It's... So it felt like we had no 10, actually. Um, so Olga and Evelina were kind of very deep in midfield, and then they were trying to pass through, like, three Charlton players in front of them. Um, so nothing to link, basically, no, in yeah, like, attack, yeah. Yeah, it just, it just, it just kind of looked very like, oh, God, like we're just trying the same thing over and over again. Um, occasionally it works, but yeah, no, no joy up top. But the goal actually came from Kit was a bit higher up in that traditional kind of number ten edge of the box, and she kind of just picks the ball up and she controls it, and then she just shot and scored. So it just that bit of quality is what we needed, but also I think showed the benefit of of having a creative player playing in that position in the uh on the pitch. So yeah, I mean, not a game that's gonna live long in the memory at all. <laughs> um nice for Kit. She's been great lately and I feel like yeah. she deserved a goal. So that's cool. Do you feel okay, so sort of from now on, do you so I feel like you would you would just want like Beth or Martha as the nine and we need someone like actually creative in the number 10. Who do you want to see in there? Do you want to bring Grace in now? Um, I would, for me, I would, I would play either Kit or Grace in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually felt a bit sorry for Jess Nance because again, she didn't start. Um, so I think, you know, we've got the options either starting Jess on the wing, bringing Grace inside or just playing Kit and then having Olga and Evelina behind her. But yeah, I just think we need somebody in that position who is really good on the ball and can take control. Um, the same way, like, our men's team looked a shell of itself without matters in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think we're, we're suffering from the, the same thing, like, just trying to put, what's the saying, like, square pegs in round holes or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would personally just like to, to kind of see us switch it up a bit. Because I, I think Shuang's Sh- trying, but for me, she she almost seems like she could, like, she's like a, she could, she would, do well on the on on the left or the right, cutting inside or actually playing through the middle. Um, so yeah, it just feels a little bit like everyone's trying to work each other out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Amanda Nilden and Charlie Grant had good games again because we didn't really. They're so good that. to see. Yeah, they're definitely they they are really fitting in now, which is yeah very very cool. Yeah, and mm. really good to see Luana back actually. Sad for my Amy James Turner agenda, but I do like Luana and I think she is a very classy defender. Very yeah. calm. I like that. She, I think she enables us to play out from the back and build a bit more. But also I think yeah. Becky started in goal, which again, we lose that um, when a bit more, I think, when Barbara starts. I think we actually were able to kind of dictate and, and get our foot on the ball uh, even though it didn't come to anything. But to be, I, I do think at the weekend that he'll probably start Amy again because I think Luana did like 60 minutes and then... Right, she... so she's not quite ready. Mm. Uh, okay. So who do you think... Who would you like to see? So we're up against Villa at home on Sunday, I think. Now this... Like Villa have had like a ropey old season, but they have like improved of late. But now... Gloriously, they don't have Rachel Daly because she is suspended for just randomly like punching another player, I believe. Yeah, I In the middle of a game, whatever. <laughs> um, um, bit weird, Rachel, but you do you. Um, and I think 
Is it Lucy Staniforth who's yes. injured as well? Yes. So that's quite those those are two quite big misses for them. Yeah, that's so, um, huge, huge for us. It's weird actually because I feel like the I think the reverse fixture we beat them like four two, and for me that f- still feels like our most fluid attacking performance that we've had of the season so far. So I think it will be interesting to see if we can kind of recreate that. That was also Martha's hat trick um, as well. So it'll be it's hard because I think both Beth and and Martha kind of need goals and need minutes to play themselves into form, but. Do you bench your captain? You know, probably not. So it'll be interesting. No, you can't, to see, yeah. Yeah, what he does with that. I would, I personally would, I know Kit has been playing deeper, but I would like to see her in the 10. Um, I think I would, yeah, I would have Olga and Evelina, probably Grace off the left, Celine off the right, and then go back. I'd actually go back to Amy in, 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 in the back four mm-hmm. um, and start that way. But I think. We, you know, we're near enough back to a fully fit squad, so we have the luxury of choice. Um, That'd be so good, wouldn't it? I mean, although where is Drew, man? Is she ever coming back? It's like, that's really I weird. Mean, no, it's a really long. Yeah, but it, it it must have happened in training or whatever, because it's not like she she tore it in a game or no whatever. But she is like approaching Mickey's length, you know, period out. So, and again, I think we are missing her because she is somebody that can play in that role and get a foot on the ball um so I agree yeah. she's a funny one Drew because I've I've been very critical of her but I, I always notice it when she's not there mm. that we do lose control in the middle the, um, so it would be yeah be really she, good if she could come back at any point soon or if Kit makes that role her own that would also be cool yeah absolutely I think actually she reminds me like as she said about Brennan and about what seeing somebody that you you believe could work harder for the team and I think Drew is just one of those her flashes of quality are something that other other players in our team probably don't have but mm-hmm. equally like you watch her and you're like Drew just just run a bit harder like press just a bit do it. I know you can girl you're yeah. not that old yet come on man <laughs> yeah so it's one of yeah. them but yeah hopefully she comes back soon but yeah, yeah. that'd be lovely I'd love to yeah see her before the end of the season would be great um do you have a prediction for me um, I'm gonna go two nil. I think mm-hmm. the goals have dried up a little bit, but I I do think defensively this is the best that we've looked. So I'm hoping for another another clean sheet. I, you know, I think Villa are very hit and miss, and Villa without Rachel Davies, I would I would hope that we can keep a clean sheet. So yeah, you'd really hope so, man. Yeah, two nil sounds good. I will. Um, copy you also because yeah, I, I like to um, and I was going to say hopefully I'll see you there but I don't I, I don't think I'll be able to go to two games this weekend because I am going to Wolves um, but hopefully it will be a good one all right let's wrap things up with culture Ash what have you been up to is it more cowboy stuff no I need to get back into that <laughs> with Sam. And obviously there's a new Beyonce country album. So I love, honest to God, I was like, when that news dropped, I was like, holy shit, I'm so down for this. I, yeah, do, I like so a bit of country personally. We're in a full country era right now. Let's do this, um, man. Yeah. So, but no, I've been watching The Offer, which is about like the making of uh, the Godfather movies. It's like Mars Teller. Mm-hmm. 
um, Juno Temple, who seems to be in like every show that I put on at the moment. She's also she is having Harper. several moments. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, I'm watching like three shows with her. It's very weird. You watch, are like, you watching Fargo? Yeah. Yeah. It's also just highly confusing because I'm like, yeah. what's going on? You're just <laughs> everywhere. Um, but it's really good. Like if you're into sort of like old gangster movies, um, like I am. It's just very like easy watching show. And I think it's on Amazon Prime. So yeah, very simple. That's the only thing I've watched because I've been very traveling. nice. Yeah, I like it. Um you haven't seen, I haven't seen The Godfather for many, many, many years, but obviously, yeah, news flash, those are classics, so quite fun to watch how yes. they were made. Very cool. Good chance to watch it again. Yeah. Um, Sam, what about you? Yeah, I've finished my cowboy journey, sadly. Um, so finished all of Yellowstone, moved on to 1883, smoked through that in like two sittings. And then uh, 1923, which is yeah also another prequel to Yellowstone, uh, finished that recently. Do you feel uh, bereft now? Yeah, I, f- I feel similar to Richardson. I feel like I've graduated uh, from cowboy school um and and now I'm, I'm ready to own my ranch with with ash in montana mm-hmm. i need um, to see this happen <laughs> so yeah if you want to come and work the stables like charlie said that he would in our group chat then get in yeah touch. i'm not doing that i'm gonna come visit i'm not gonna work okay well <laughs> you want to yeah you got to pay your time <laughs> that's fine i'll pay honest <laughs> work yeah um all right, so I've yeah finished all of that and now I have moved on to True Detective um the new season. Um and I'm not too sure how I feel about it yet. I'm enjoying it, but it's not doesn't feel the same look the same as the previous True Detectives. So uh the jury's out on that one yet. Oh, but, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. cuz you've watched you watched all of the other ones and I didn't. So I'm yeah, I'm two episodes in as well and I'm very much enjoying it. I love like all of the actors who are in it, like Jodie Foster, John Hawkes, everybody, Fiona Shaw, they're all killing it. I I like the very David Lynch vibe it's giving. I love how it looks. But they do it is also sort of connected cuz it's doing the sort of cultish stuff, right? All of the like symbols and stuff are connected to the previous as i understand yeah. it because i've gone into some i've gone into some podcasts to give me a bit of the law that i didn't have yeah. <laughs> very good thank you very much because <laughs> otherwise there's just loads of stuff where i'm like this makes no sense to me yeah so, like I, I think it will be good i think i will really really like it towards the end um it's just taking me some time it's also very dark obviously because of where it is in yeah, yeah it makes me feel slightly panicked watching it. Yeah, because the whole thing is they're like in Alaska and there is no daylight. Yeah, that is, yeah that it's true to say it's of night country, so just literally nighttime. And that same, I'm like, I don't want, and I just don't want anything to do with that man. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't need my like circadian rhythms thrown off of that badly. I, like, surely they're all insane. <laughs> I am I'm the worst version of myself in this country when the sun goes down at like four. Oh man, I feel for you. It's yeah. It's a bad situation for all of us, but especially if you were not raised here. Yeah. No, not for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, true detective. And then I had like a jump scare moment today, which was quite annoying. Um, and I'm sure there's lots of people that can relate. Um, but I saw a an Instagram story posted by not a story, sorry, a post like uh, by one of my favorite bands of all time that have been split up for years. Um, 
and my instant reaction was oh my god they're back together they're touring um but no they just felt the need to say it was the anniversary of oh what so I felt very let down by that. And that was um, modern bass. Playing with your um, feelings. This is yeah. Like, and the comment section is just outrage from the whole community that are still <laughs> heartbroken like me from like five years ago when our Which favorite. Which band is this? Band. I feel like we need, you You need to tell everyone so that, it's, you know, some of the listeners a, can be like, um, they're my favorite as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't think there's going to be too many people getting touched this time. But if you never know. Is, reach out. Modern Baseball. Okay. Um, they are one of the coolest, nerdiest bands I've ever loved. Um, so yeah, broke my heart twice now. Ugh, fucking brutal. Yeah. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Lauren, what's going on with you? Um, I know you had like three hours sleep because you stayed up to watch the Super Bowl. Talk to me about Usher, please. Yes. <laughs> um, so I did stay up to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, my eyes are currently singing. Yeah, you're insane. But, um, but yeah, to be fair, he was he was really good. I think he he got given an extra couple of minutes, so it was the longest halftime show ever. He went through all of his hits. Like I'm a big Usher fan. Um, yeah, man. So, I, I love a bit of Usher Raymond. Yeah, yeah. it was just like good nostalgia. Um, the, the actual production was just a little bit chaotic. Like there was one like some girl she looked like she was on a pole. She fell down. So the actual like staging was a little bit all over the place. But his ability, not like, like Rihanna his... levels, basically. Yeah, it was yeah. not as polished. Um, he did how many outfit changes? He was on roller. He was on his roller skates as he usually is. Um, yeah, he put he put a lot into it. But it was it was a good show. Um, I also listened to his new album, which he released on Friday. I listened to it once, and that will be my only listen. Oh um, no. Yeah, it's not good. Um, oh so my yeah, god, this is a, this is really great. bad. Yeah, if you like his catalogue, d- don't bother. Um, Why is it so bad? <laughs> it, you know, when you, you listen to something and you're like, oh, has the song changed? Because they all sound the same, um, first and foremost. And I just think it was, like, he just chucks in a, like, a, like a few collabs, but it's just, none of the songs, I was just like, mm, this is really just not good. It was almost like he'd gone back to the 2008 kind of pop era but with modern artists it was just a little bit all over the place but so I'm really happy that he didn't do any of those songs <laughs> in the halftime show um so yeah fo- focusing on that 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 was really good um and Strictly nostalgia yeah okay yeah, Alicia Keys joined him um and I ended up having a really viral treat which um crashed my phone um because her first note was just absolutely like she just missed the note um so that was quite amusing <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was good fun. Um, and if anybody works in the music industry, I know he's going to be coming, uh, to, he'll announce his European date soon. Don't know if it's a stadium tour, so fingers crossed that's first and then we'll get pre-sale anyway. But, um, if anyone does, please keep me in mind because I do love Usher. Oh my God. Usher at the Spurs Stadium be so good, man. (sighs) Amazing. All right. Well, you know. Anyone, just hit us up. Let us know. Um, anything else? Or are you just literally too tired to even think? Um, and the only thing that I've watched, to be fair, we only the last recorded just a few days ago, um, Trigger Point, which uh, if anyone watched Line of Duty, this is the exec producer's new show. So it's on ITV 
one at the moment, but I I think I got to episode two and I was like, okay, I can't do this weekly thing. I was didn't have any patience. So I went on ITVX and watched the whole thing. Um, so yeah, Vicky McClure's in it. She is a bomb expert who looks like the only bomb expert that lives in London. Um, by her ability to to show up everywhere, <laughs> but she's a busy is, girl. She's a busy girl. Yeah, yeah, she really is. But season two is, um, I thoroughly enjoyed more so than one so um so yeah if anybody does really like line of duty as well then i highly recommend to give it a watch yeah people were are you co-signing line of duty or trigger point i'm co-signing line of duty in any british crime drama basically i never got into line of duty man which i feel weird about because it was so like intense as a sort of online experience and just everyone i knew was super into it and i just i don't know no, I get you. I, I'm like not patriotic at all, but the one thing this country does well is a good crime <laughs> drama. Absolutely. Happy Valley's the goat. Yes, yeah. my friend. There you go. Yes. Correct. 100%. Um, lovely stuff, guys. Thank you so much. See you all on Saturday. I very much hope. Sam, see us out. Up the Spurs. Mm-hmm.